Mind Rolling is here in New York, which means I came, Raghu Marcus, to meet David Silver in New York on the Lower East Side for our special podcast. Hi, everybody. I mean, uh, the truth is that we have two other friends here, and we had this whole idea, and it, it really turned from one thing to the other. We have Dustin from Feral Audio, all the way from Los Angeles. Can Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, and he had no idea he was going to be here at all until yeah. about 20 minutes ago, yeah. and we didn't either. <laughs> and Noah, Noah Lampert, everybody knows, who helps us out uh, in so many ways and is part of our MindPod network, which we want to remind you about. MindPodNetwork.com. Go on over there because there's an amazing... Uh, configuration of really incredible podcasters and teachers, uh, spiritual teachers, uh, Ram Das and Krishna Das and Sharon Salzberg and Jack Kornfield and, um, and a lot of great blogs. Dave's got blogs up there that I never even there's a lot new about. I mean, amazing, <laughs> there's like a right? lot. There's, yeah. there's way more than I think anyone knew about. There's yeah. like 30, 40, 50 of them. And now, you know, our, um, you know, the whole thing, of course, Amazon, we got to bring that up because that's one of the ways in which, you know, it's a big way because everybody who puts that wonderful URL that you can get through mindpodnetwork.com uh, at any of the, of the podcasters. And you can, you can use any one of, of the individual podcasters, Amazon link and bookmark it. And then that's going to go a long way, as you all know. To, uh, to support the whole endeavor, and which gets shared by all the podcasters and mind rollers and the whole thing. So, is that good? Yeah, it is. And just to add, make it easier, Raga, we've now, we're all grown up, and these recommendations <laughs> that up. we make on the fly, uh, books and people and music and whatnot, uh, are now on our website. So when you turn to, like, the last one we did... There's all kinds of stuff in there, books and CDs and so forth that we talked about, but it's right there. So you don't have to remember it while you're driving somewhere listening to this, if that's what's going on. Yeah. So we're, we're really getting like very cool about things now. <laughs> that's it's very corporate kind of thing. <laughs> it is. It does. It does. Really? I'm sorry. We um, might take that down, by the way, and let me make, <laughs> make you write it on the highway. What do we care? But, uh, and... Um, we're all staring at this one beautiful microphone. It's a, it's like a globe, <laughs> and it's, it's like, it looks like an alien almost. It's kind of, it's definitely cool looker, cool looking, cooler looking than the other ones, but it's not as good. So the yeah, audio so, quality is going to be more like a field recording than. Yeah, this is a field recording. In this fact, is field. This is the yeah. first time I've been on the Lower East Side in a long time, <laughs> and I won't tell you what I, I was doing the last time I was here. Which is um, so. The other thing, though, that we had in mind, <laughs> we had in mind, we haven't done a music podcast in a long time, and uh, and and we were we were doing a little bit of reminiscing, Dave and I, about how when we worked, we had a, a beautiful partnership at Polygram and uh, with the record company Triloka, and we. Uh, I was just telling Dustin, actually, that it was at a time when uh, our friend Danny Goldberg was running a division of Polygram, Mercury uh, Division, which had a number of labels under it, and got this incredible hit with the Hanson brothers. Uh, Hanson, right? Which Hanson. Dave, Hanson. Hanson. Yeah. Hanson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were brothers. Yeah, they They're were. all brothers, they right? Were. They and Dave became extraordinarily close to them and represented the label if I'm not putting words into well, the mouth I, of anything. I did, yeah, no, no, I did, but I made it. You were like the consigliere. You know what was really interesting about that? My volition in it was fairly nothing, but I loved the band. But then we did the DVD and didn't really think much about it. And I was reading in Billboard. This is a real braggartly thing I'm about to say. Oh, really? Okay, it's got nothing to do with anything. But, you know, reading Billboard and seeing that Paul McCartney had the record for the most DVDs sold in a week. I happened to read that. And then we released that, that DVD. It was actually a VHS, 1998. The music video? Yeah. I, rem I remember It was that. 80 minutes long and I directed. Anyway, the first day, it sold 85,000 units. Wow. And it sold over a million units. And that Physical gave... Things, it, big things in a box. 
yeah. people bought it. A VHS, you know. So Danny was very happy about that. And he had many other successes too. But it helped us with our baby, which was clearly Triloka. And I was sort of like a fifth column at Mercury Records in New York, although Danny loved Triloka a lot. And what Raghu and, and KD did, um, with other people uh, who were equally, uh, I don't know, prescient about not just world music, but the creme de la creme of world music. And I was so, I mean, I'd known Raghu for decades, but I was, I have to say, I was really mind blown by how, the quality of these, one after another, six uh, trans discs, Transplanet. 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 That yeah. was the brand that we created. Transplanet, in, yeah. Uh, at the time. And but many other CDs. I mean, like dozens of them. How many? Like a lot. Well, we're talking about this one. Yeah, yeah. no, no. A hundred. Triloka did a hundred CDs. And yeah. they were very incredibly beautifully recorded because Doesn't anybody who knows like Raghu and KD knows that their, their um, exactitude, shall we say, and perfectionism, uh, which is dogged, in the in the you know the dogged. control room, dogged. Nothing gets dogged. by. We'll stay there months. Um, it's, that's all hyperbole. None of that's true. We didn't have <laughs> quite that amount of money to stay in a studio for months on end. Okay? No, but we no, but you that. did stay for days. Like, for days. Okay. All right. Let's be real. Okay. So how this whole thing started, actually, since we're telling this story a little bit, which I think we've told a little bit before. We have. Time, we have. Yeah, we so have, we won't yeah. repeat. Over so let's and over just say it was great. Well, yeah. if you, you know, so you have Alzheimer's. So you keep bringing these things no, up. No, please. I mean, please. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, so, but basically, what people happens, always say to you know when they criticize other people, it's clearly and everybody knows it's the beam in their own eye looking inward upon their own their own state. But there's you know, a lot of fear about that. That's for sure. Um, we all have. So, uh, but how this all started was because we did a record with uh, that Walter Becker of Steely Dan produced. Okay, in the early days we were doing jazz, not world music. And so Walter had produced one of the greatest records ever done, Ricky Lee Jones, uh, that particular record uh, that was at Mercury at that time. I don't remember the name of it. It's, it's her best record, though. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, Cowboys, Flying Cowboys, something like that. Anyhow, she was married to a guy, a Frenchman, who had recorded something called the Tahitian Choir. And that was in uh, the last Tahitian islands, or like a lot of islands, right? I mean, tons of them. And at the last little island that took forever to get there, days by boat from where you got off the plane on the mainland, to go there, there was this Tahitian... And they used to do a cappella singing, like from, it sounded like from, you know, ancient man kind of a deal. And it all had these half and quarter tones that they would stall into, literally. It was the weirdest thing. And so Walter said, you got to get that because people are going to freak out. This is something nobody's ever heard. And we did. It was the number one world music record. Wow. The first record that, then we went jazz, screw jazz, get some money there. And, and. That led us into this whole thing and basically into this transplant. Let's play a song. Okay. Because. All right. Yeah. Do you want to introduce it or just listen to yeah, it? Yeah, no, we're going to, I'll introduce this one because, um, so one of the biggest stars in the world music uh, scene uh, eventually, and, and when we're talking world music was at its height, and when we were doing it, it was in the 90s into the early 2000s, but still, there's still great, but this guy cut across everything. He ended up I mean, you know, um, Eddie Vedder was a huge fan of this guy, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. And many people who are listening now, you will, you, I know you know him. And um, I ended up, uh, after he died, uh, producing a record with a, a couple of them, actually, with his nephew, Badr Ali Khan. So anyhow, Nusrat, it, this is a devotional Kowali music from Pakistan and India. And this, this, um, this is the mo some of the most dynamic music you can hear. This is fairly laid back, this song, because <laughs> uh, just something I love, that's all. So uh, Nusra, play it.
So Nusrat, I mean Nusrat, this is uh, some of the most ecstatic music um, that I actually um, would say I've ever heard. What Nusrat can do with that voice and those melodies. This particular song comes from the uh, soundtrack to The Bandit Queen. And I was just telling the story of The Bandit Queen, which is a movie. You should go on Amazon and buy that movie <laughs> with our link, right? Yeah. Uh, the Bandit Queen is a true story of this woman who in eastern India was attacked in her village. And I won't go into the detail because it's too uh, horrible what happened to her. And for revenge, she became a bandit herself and started and, and, and killed everybody who came to that village. I mean, for real, this is a real story. And then went on a whole thing she was like bonnie and the bonnie and clyde kind of thing right indian bonnie and clyde said so it was all her and but she would give to the to uh villages she would whatever she would hand out stuff she was beloved and then they busted her and she died in jail i think so uh this uh yeah nusrat is the shit yeah i mean come on well i have something to add to that which is i'm not quite sure when i we saw in Manhattan, uh, an ad, a flyer on a on a telephone pole, 
saying Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan in Central Park. And we knew who he was, but not really heard his music. This is like 1990, maybe, mm. right? Yeah. So we, got, we, we went to Central Park on a Saturday afternoon, and before you could get anywhere close to where Nusrat was, there were tens of thousands of all Pakistani people, uh, maybe as many, I don't know, I estimated 30,000. And we did manage to get within a certain point of Nusrat, but after that you wouldn't dare go in because the extent and intensity of the dancing was so fucking completely mind-blowing on every level that my, my wife and I just like, oh my God, people were leaping into many people. I'm not really being hyperbolic here. We were just no, I've seen it. I've seen leaping it. there, thousands of people leaping, and then eventually we did. And it was <laughs> easy because you were in like this bubbleless thing. Never seen anything like it. I mean, I have to say, you know, that's got to be the most musical and intense thing, apart from things that are maybe forgotten, but wow. Yeah, no, nothing really intense. Nothing I mean, you mentioned his voice. Like, that voice is so incredible. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. the control or the vibrato, but the way he climbs like that with no, or I'm sorry, like the vocal range without like climbing to those notes, the execution of that. Amazing. Yeah. And so the production is fantastic, but so how much of that is live versus overdubbed? Or how did you guys. No, no, no that we didn't produce that song. Oh, okay, okay. That was produced by the people who. Whoever for the film that was specifically. Oh, okay, was okay, I get you. So he probably he did a few songs. I think the whole soundtrack's fantastic to this film, though. Mm-hmm. and he's you know he's got a lot in there. So they just they did a fusion thing. They got you know they overdubbed all that shit over his voice. You know all the all the strings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean they did an awesome job. And by the way, uh, everybody, Dustin. This is like a thrill here because we have a captured audience because he hasn't heard this music <laughs> yeah no, it's the best i love experience or learning about music just by going in completely blind so right so perfect um what's next dave uh, i don't know trip you don't know trip <laughs> <laughs> okay trip d trip d Mukherjee. okay she's an indian devotional singer that i found and uh she is singing okay um should I tell a story now about it? You listen to the song. Listen to the song. Yeah. yeah, listen to the song.
Tripti Mukherjee. So um, what she's a, a really well-known uh, singer in India and someone I, I found out about a long time ago. Uh, and um, what she's, uh, this particular song is what's really of interest to me because it's, it's composed by a saint poet, poet saint, uh, 1700s, um, 1400s, I'm sorry. Uh, and his name was Surdas and he was blind and he's like, there's a tradition in India now that these blind singers, devotional singers, many of them take that name Surdas. I actually met one who was incredible. So he, but he was born like 1478 and um, he um, was born around where Krishna and all that stuff happened in Vrindavan and uh, he was famous for, I mean, he composed a hundred thousand poems, songs, and he was called the Ocean of Melody. He, I mean, his songs are incredible. There's 18,000 of them existing today. Uh, and as his name means the servant of melody. And so, but the big story about which I, I was telling everybody just now, yeah, I don't know if I'll tell anybody this because it's so, it's a little much for an American audience, but I'm going to tell them. Yeah, yeah. Is that there, all right? there are people living, listening in Europe and Asia and who are far more able to listen to this. So <laughs> let's go. What kind of racism is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, everybody. Uh, every it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, this man was blind. He used to have visions of Krishna. Uh, he actually had, uh, he, he could see him. He was so advanced. He could see them, see him in his inner mind because he was blind. And he had an incredible relationship with Krishna. And one day, uh, Krishna said, I'm, because you have such great devotion and you are so giving and what you do with your poems and songs just enlighten so many people, I'm going to give you sight. So he gave him sight and he saw Krishna and, you know, he saw God, you know, this, this incredible form, you know, an earthly being, a divine being that came into a body on the earth. And he gave him that sight. And then he said, what other boon can I give you? And, and Surdas said, I want you to make me blind again. Okay. Why? Because I've seen you. You are the last thing that I want to see. So I can always have you completely permeated by you. And he made him blind again. Okay. That's next level devotion yeah that's the next level that's that's india that's why india is so great because you go there this stuff is still hanging around this vibration of that it takes you so far out of your day-to-day -day, you know hung up on your you know the mental just chasing your thoughts and emotions and being cranky and stuff like that are you what do you think has it affected you in that way what this this beautiful um, connection with uh, this kind of devotional uh, attitude, uh, taking you out of your daily mind stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. In fact, I can't even talk about this stuff because listening to Nusrat, yeah. I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, I'm very interested in what you were extraordinarily. I don't think so. Surdas, <laughs> no, Surdas. That story is I've never heard anything like that in my life. Yeah, no, someone would actually. After you, the automatic thing is that if you're blind, you would want to see, but you no longer needed to see. That's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. it's just at a level we could never fucking understand. We did a live show last night, Harmontown in New York City, yeah. and um, there was a blind guy in the audience, and we brought him on stage, and we've never talked to uh, a blind person on the show before. And just how connected in, and he was and hip to podcasts and culture and, and movies, and we were just like all... They asked just the most rudimentary juvenile questions to him, <laughs> like, you know, do you... Do you what do you see when you dream and all stuff? Um, and this guy was just had such a relaxed, like I don't know. He was he was a young kid and he wasn't very politically correct, but uh, just had his ear to the ground. Was just so so um, connected to everything in a way that like I, I don't I don't know what it makes me to feel like I was surprised by that. 
But, you know, because it's like he uses the, he has a sister obviously helping him, but um, he just had like exquisite taste and stuff. And it was so interesting talking to him and mm-hmm. how, how he was, he was more hip than I was to, to all this stuff. So mm-hmm. it was really interesting. And then I went to the bar with him. He's buying me drinks and he's <laughs> the coolest guy. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. How old was he? I think he's 21. He's really wow. young. Wow, that's young, yeah. 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 Well, that's somebody who's not getting stuck in being blind. That's right. Not at all. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Great. So, Great. Yeah, he's obviously advanced just that he can do that. Most people, yeah. you know, have a lot of woundedness around that, and they're not very open, and it's a tough, tough thing. So that's amazing. Um, who's next? What's up? Uh, Izzy Baga. Go? Yeah. Who? Izzy Baga. And again, we need some pronunciation here. Well, okay. I mean, no, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Isa Bagayogo. Isa Bagayogo. <laughs> okay. And he's from Mali. Mali has some of the greatest tra- musical traditions in the world. Mali in West Africa has so many different musicians that come from here and sing from there and singers that uh, it's a really special, special place. Um, and he, uh, he grew up playing a lute. Um, uh, and when he blended it, he loved the... So this is a guy in Africa who's blending, you know, the original folk lauric music that's been handed down. And uh, he's... Uh, st- what he plays is a six-string lute kind of a thing, right? But he loved, um, you know, electronic. So he's got all these electronic and dub textures topped with a really incredible vocal. This is really essence world real world music where there's a complete marriage of one culture with another that's the essence of what we were after with the transplant this song would be all right
So the other thing is how you know, trancy that is, and that was a big part of what we were trying to get at. Not the you know that there's a meaning to trance music that is not what well, this means. I was right? gonna say, you know, the name of it, and this is back when I was listening to a lot of this music. I was actually really into progressive trance music back in like 2001 to 2003. Mm. And I never, ever, ever would have associated this type of music having the name trance in it. Yeah. Um, but exactly. I know that it's a different thing now and it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So this isn't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 130 beats to no, minute four kind of thing. Four, yeah. um, this is uh, real. Like this song is really a good example of it. This is a bugger yoga. It's, uh, you know, it's about getting you into a, um, would you like to explain this? Well, I mean, just, just in terms of what trance really is and what it what its effects is. Yeah. Okay. Well, for instance, when you're in uh, Marrakesh in in Morocco, um, even these days, but certainly when I was first there in the seventies, uh, the Ganawa were a tribe who all wear white always, and they drum and dance somewhat, but they basically drum and some reed instruments occasionally, but a lot of drumming. They walk through the streets of Marrakesh, and I'd never seen them. But then one night I was there, I was there for a long time, one night I was just in a dark, lonely part of the souk with some people, and then they came around the corner. And there were like uh, 12 of them. And they were playing and dancing, you know, and we were just, wow. And then all of us were disoriented after the 15 minutes we spent just there with them. We went back to the hotel and we, we were so tranced out by the experience of these Ganawa tribesmen coming up. We knew it had happened, but we didn't think it had happened to us, and it did. Then we went up to Shajuka, where we were with the Shizuka tribesmen, lived there for months. That was pure trance music. And the real experience is that it displaces all the secondary uh, emotional, neurotic jigawak that happens in your head very quickly. You know, it really does. It's like, it's all gone. And you're in that place and you don't want to leave that place. Mm. That's why That's I like it. the you know, Kirtan stuff so much, which I hadn't yeah. really experienced. Which is a form of trance, Noah. Yeah, I mean, it, clearly. it definitely is. I yeah. mean, but I think that. What, the way it's always affected me is that I'm, I'm always, it takes me a moment to get into it. It's so, wow, it's yeah. so different. Then once you're in it, it's the easiest thing on earth. And it all feels so sweet somehow. And it helps you in your life because it's really a healing, a healing dynamic process. Yeah. Which has been with us for thousands, countless thousands. We don't even know well, when transmissions really first started affecting people's body and healing them and just a lot of fun too. Mm, yeah, really. Well, mm-hmm. We were listening before, and we had this song because we were listening to the album. And my wife Alexis was like, "I would listen to this all the time. Like, it makes me feel good. Just like I'm getting emotional." And we we listen to some world music, yeah. like not none, but you know, we don't have it on all the time. She's like, "Definitely give this to me. I want to listen to this." Oh, that's, good. So. that's really yeah. No, and that's what that's what happened to. All of us that were exposed same, to it. Yeah. yeah, it's really basically that. So moving on to uh, here, we have uh, Nitin Sani, who's one of those great. Uh, well, he's probably not so young anymore. Uh, <laughs> this is a two thousand, early two thousands. Um, so a little over ten years. Anyhow, he he's one of those transplanted Indians who were uh, merging their culture with technology. And you know, his thing was an ethno techno thing. It's really super hip. Uh, and and got some great melody, which melody for me, if you don't have that melody, nah, I, I don't care what it is. I can't really get get with it at all. So uh, Nitin Sani. Set with the sun. 
so that's Jeff Ronan. That's the first time we did a segue from one song to another and didn't say anything in the middle. Yeah, which people okay. are very relieved about, it, I'm sure. <laughs> no, they might. Like, what? what is this? This show we used to have talk, now it's just music. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, now, we really did want to, to, to really uh, turn you all on to some of this stuff. We think it's fantastic. Are we... Are we would you feel? Yeah, I love that last song. It's probably my favorite one yet. It was just that. That's totally my style. I was saying it reminded me of this band, Massive Attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was incredible. That the bass on that is just. Yeah. Well, he's so dark. Jeff's worked with. Uh, he's done you know sound soundtrack stuff for Ridley Scott. And, oh really? Wow. Yeah, Barry Levinson. So, wow. this one though, he works with the Italian astrophysicist and composer. Dr. Fiorella Terenzi. It's really pretty, pretty wild, eh? Astrophysicist yeah. and composer. What Should I mean? tell you something? Yes. Uh, well, I, know I, don't know. I know her. I know her. You know everyone. No. I do know her. I know I don't no, no, I do know her, honestly. Just Fiorella saying. Terenzi. When you said that, I couldn't believe you saying that. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> what? What did you Fiorella do with her? Terenzi. Did you do? I, no, no. Um, no, no, there was nothing like that. But no, she was just a, she was just a figure in the New York underground, oh. who actually was an astrophysicist, but was also kind of a total way out punk sort of heroine. I don't mean the drug hero heroine. <laughs> you know, you gotta be careful. <laughs> Fiorella Terenzi. Yeah. yeah, she was a big deal in that kind of war, post oh, really? Warhol. Yeah, post Warhol. I knew her. She had long, <laughs> long, long blonde tresses <laughs> yeah. and was tall and completely magnetic. Really? And you didn't? Uh... I don't think she I think was you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> not lying, please. All right. Anyway, I can't believe it. I'm sorry, people out there. What do you yeah. care about? Fier but Fiorella Terenzi, well, just think of that name. It's a nice image, and now we can project this whole fantasy that she was you a, might have had. You well, know? she's a rare person. who's a brilliant person and academic, but also a, an artist and, you know, like that. All right, it's time for a, a, a nursery rhyme, bedtime kind of thing. Okay. I mean, we're not going away, but we're... You know, I think we're we're um, we're gonna play this thing that it's got the most beautiful melody, Dave. I mean, I love this so much. This this song, um, and uh, Noah, you liked it too. Okay, yeah, this so. is. I started this one when I was listening to it uh, earlier. This was really, really, really nice, soothing. So it's uh, Beatrice Pichi Malen, canción para dormir a uno niño. So it's a, a song to put a little kid to sleep. I'm 
Um, that is so unbelievably great, her voice and uh, the melody. And we, yeah, we want, this is like, she's like the mother of the universe and we all want to be sung to sleep like that on a nightly <laughs> basis. I mean, this, that's, for me, when you say you like that last track, for me, it's the voice. That's why I love that, you know, Nusrat and that voice and this woman and that voice. Whenever I get a voice that's so mm. evocative and transforming when you listen to it, you are completely stopped. Um, that to me is the essence of the whole deal and that's why I always looked for a voice and and that kind of a melody that's really you know draws a heart open you know that kind of a thing I mean that's to me she's the shit I, mean, I don't even know if she even made any other music or records or anything I mean we found I don't even remember where we found this you know <laughs> it's just uh, unbelievable um, so uh, we're about to play our last song yeah do you have anything else to talk about uh, on that, no. on your mind, on any subject. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but no. I, music is just such a gift to us all. That's all I can say. You know, if life was without music, yeah, I it mean, just leads you to better places always, unless you need yeah. it to be. You know, unless the music has a different function, like certain kinds of political music and so forth, and leads you to some kind of awareness. But most music just makes you. And this music is trans. As Raghu said, that woman's voice is a bell. It's just pure thing in the universe. It's, and it's, it's it's there not just for entertainment. Entertainment doesn't figure into it does, but this is not about entertaining music, is it? All this stuff. It's about music to just really grip you into the present and make you love the present because you're listening to the music and maybe keep you in the present longer, right. well, rather than being distracted into yeah. distraction. The whole trance thing. Yeah, trans. it's also transcendent. So I mean, you know, music can be used for so many, you know, yeah. for joy, for dancing, for you know, um, just bypassing life. So you know, you don't have to, you know, really pay too much of attention to anything. Uh, for live, you know, connective thing with with audiences and so on. I mean, there's so many different ways music is, is well, used. It's so universal. I also, <clears throat> I'm very bad at remembering chronological time in my life. Like I place events in my life based on the music that I was listening to. I can then line up the year and it's, this mm. infuriates my wife because she'll be like, what were you doing this? I have no idea. Mm. But if I know the music I was listening to them, yeah. I know all of my surroundings and it brings right. everything back. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but in this particular case, then why we're introducing this transplanet because um, it really represents stuff that really takes you out of your, you know, physical world, mind, ego. You know, you really can drop shit when you when you when you get focused on on something like this, like many of the pieces that we've played. Um, then you really, it's you just have an easier time, right? Of 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 just letting go, you know, and, and that's why music is so powerful, especially mm -hmm. when it's. Uh, done by these kinds of artists that, um, you know, they're really coming from a spiritual tradition. I mean, it's very much part of what they're doing. And many of these songs that we played, uh, you know, are that. So, you know, in that way, not to get too heavy handed about it all, it's just fun. And we're having fun, right? Are you having fun? Oh, very much, yeah, because this, this music is, is precious. It's, and it's not, I, I imagine very few people out there have heard much of it, if any of it. And it's such a, a boon, really, to be able to think of our, our times, yeah. you know, and, and everything that we can do with raw material, with source, which might have just gone lost, finished, nobody cares, huh. done. Now it's available on, 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 this sounds like a horribly sleazy segue, but on, on Amazon, everything's it's available. It's not horribly sleazy <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just true that if you go, to, uh, you, you go to Amazon, you'll find Transplanet, which is amazing to me, honestly. Because even though Transplanet was incredible, you know, it's not like it was uh, top 10 material that would be remembered and, you know, what it, for in the pop world. No, no, so the fact that you can get it, that couldn't have happened 10, 15, 20 years in any way. You just, they would have just said, we don't have it, I'm sorry. Maybe you could write to the record company. You know, that would be the, in a record store, actually. Did you get the chai, by the way? It's not, it has not come yet. Oh, my God. Mine came in two days. We, everybody, the yeah. best chai in the world is available. Yeah. Chai mix. Okay, I'm going to talk about sponsors. <laughs> Guru's Nature, they're not far from you in L.A. I'm talking to Dustin because uh, we were talking about we need more support. 
And one of that, one of the ways is to, you know, gang up together a little bit and induce some sponsors, right, to help us on out. Yeah, that's the way we want to do it. Not like an interrupting commercial, but just kind of live read, talking about it. It's like right. we want to do do stuff that we like and we're passionate about. We want to get them interested in, in podcasting. And, yeah. But that's the best way to do it. It's name drop and they'll send you a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Nature's <laughs> Guru has this uh, chai, has these chai mixes that are fantastic. You can get them on Amazon. And unfortunately, poor Dave didn't get his yet. No, I didn't get it yet. But well, we should have brought them here and we would have had a chai yeah, party as part of this great... Um, you know, field recording that we're doing. So we're down to our last song here, folks. Uh, and it's Max Lasser. You know what, Max? Max used to work with Andreas Vollenweider. I remember him. Remember him? Yes, I big, do. Big kind of new age guy. Um, and yeah. he, um, so on this particular song, it's called Kumandi. Uh, he's joined by a South African singer, Lungiswa Platjiz. I couldn't pronounce that if you hate me. That's terrible. I'm usually really good. And the penetrating, uh, just an all-female choir. This is amazing. Let's hear a little of, of this, uh, uh, or let's listen to the whole song. Okay.
Max is one incredible guitar player. I mean, that slide he's playing with that voice is, that's again, you know, it's like two cultures colliding, you know, it's amazing, amazing. And uh, he is, he's emblematic of these guys, these, you know, these people out there who are really adept at cross-cultural stuff. And I mean, this song is really uh, amazing. So that's it. That's the show for today. Um, that's all. I mean, we okay. picked some great songs, right? Off yeah. of Transplanet. And um, we're, we're going to make them somehow. We're going to make them available. We don't know. Noah's going to figure it out. But yeah. we're going to make it They'll available. They'll be up there right? on this episode page. Yeah. And, uh, and then we'll have some beautiful recommendations for Amazon. And you can donate, too, right? You don't have to yeah. stick to Amazon. You yeah. can also go Donate. to trialwithaudible.com. And yeah. uh, is that up there anywhere? How do people find audible.com? We, we did not incorporate Audible at this point. Okay, Whoa. that's not fun for Audible. I no, mean, we believe in Audible. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, but we're going to do that. We'll do it. Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not against it at all. It takes time to do all yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, we just got to see, we transferred mind rolling over to MindPod, everybody. It's a bore, but, you know, uh, Audible does offer some really great books. They do. So, I, I've gotten um, and that. we yeah. get, you know, yeah. we get some some shekels from them uh, every time somebody signs up. Seems that way, but I just okay. I no just, negative. I, well, no, you can't have it. Get, get some audiobooks, <laughs> no. people. Buy some audiobooks from Audible. Just do it. Try it. It's great. Yeah, and you'll see our link. We'll up direct you so, to yeah, it. From we will. Stage. But hey, you know, it was great. You came by. Dustin came by. We're at Noah's place. Uh, doing our field recording and on a, a beautiful Saturday afternoon, I'm looking at the skyline and oh, this is great view I know you didn't in Manhattan. Anything. I didn't notice anything yet. Oh my god! What a privilege to be on the show. So it's oh, been really nice to you guys. Yeah, I, I, what a great episode to be on too. So thank you. And MindPod is is beautiful and really impressive, and you guys are doing it right. Thank you. Thank yes. you. We Thanks. appreciate it. Wow. So uh, everybody, yeah. we'll see you next week. Uh, bye, Dave. Bye, bye. <laughs>